The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. On today's McKnight's Market Leaders podcast. You have a situation that's basically a perfect storm right now. You have an increasing aging population. You have the scarcity of FTEs. And in addition to that, you have the increasing CMS staffing requirements that are hitting the nursing home. Welcome to another edition of the McKnight's Long-Term Care News Market Leaders Podcast, where industry experts share their insights and seeds of success are planted. I'm McKnight's Executive Editor, Jim Berklin, and I'm here with Marina Aslanian, Chief Executive Officer of SmartLinks. We're here to talk about the confluence of three key topics in long-term care, staffing, tech, and innovation. All are important individually, of course, but they also fit together nicely, as we're about to see. Welcome, Marina. Hi, Jim. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me today. Definitely. I'm really looking forward to the discussion. So, Marina, let's jump right in. Can you provide an overview of your background and roles in the long-term care and post-acute healthcare industry? Sure. I've been in the post-acute care now for about 10 years, and uh, I, I want to say at this point, I, I've seen it all, and I've seen all kinds of challenges that, that came across this industry in the past 10 years from getting from a point of really even looking at the technology and considering technology of any aspect of the business, all the way to where we are today, challenged with staffing and pressure from CMS, uh, et cetera, and, and really understanding more about technology and how to embrace technology to help drive the businesses forward. I, I've seen it all. And um, certainly one thing that remains constant um, across all 10 years that I've been here is the time that we can always do better. We can always do better with technology. We can always advance the industry, help advance the industry through technology and allow the industry to focus more on providing better care. Okay. And before we go too far, and I don't want to get too basic, but let's discuss why are the current industry staffing trends and best practices for addressing workforce challenges and the role of tech automation, particularly crucial topics right now? Sure, sure. Um, you have a situation that's basically a perfect storm right now. You have an increasing aging population. You have the scarcity of FTEs. And in addition to that, you have the increasing CMS staffing requirements that are hitting the, the nursing homes. So when you combine these three issues together, you're looking for answers and for ways to enhance the operations of the organization to be able to handle that. So when, when you look at the um, migration of the full-time employees into the gig economy and some other areas of the businesses, you immediately begin to realize that you need to, to fill the voids with something else. And the something else is really not just reliance on the contingent labor, but more so understanding how the technology can help you enable your operations within the organizations to be able to look holistically at your challenges and help solve the challenges through technology through a holistic view of, of your staffing. So putting that all together, um, you know, things to add here, while it's a perfect storm right now, the staffing and turnover challenges have been known to this industry for as long as I've been here, and I think for as long as the industry have existed. Um, it, it's a challenging industry to be in because it requires a lot of hard work, but at the same time, 
people struggle with the overtime, people struggle with a lot of hours, and, and it's a very demanding industry. So this has always been a challenge for the organizations. However, pre-COVID, the industry did not face such a mass exodus as what we've seen in post-COVID world. Uh, so combining that with pressure of increased uh, flex hours, the demands from the nursing staff to be able to work partial shifts and attend to some family needs, et cetera, et cetera, um, it continues to amplify the issue because the new ways of handling the staff are really needed right now. And it's from a perspective of the process as well as technology that can enable that. No question. We have to stay current with the way we address things, as you indicate there. Now, uh, one thing that's become clear is this people can say there's a staffing problem, but that can mean many things. There's It's a many tentacle problem. We agree. So what do you see are the primary staffing challenges currently facing the long term care industry? Sure. Uh, so as I as I think about um, the the primary challenges, I'd say that the focus should be on one is talent acquisition and retention within the organization. Organizations are struggling to hold on to their full-time staff. So clearly they need to make some modifications to the way they're handling the business to be able to, to increase that retention. So that's number one. Number two is addressing the needs of the staff from a flexibility point of view and thinking of implementation of the new processes that potentially can start a new way of, of operating. The second big challenge is managing the budgets. How do you manage through this increased cost of reliance on the contingent labor um, and needing the third-party providers to be a part of you? How do you get ahead of that spend so that you can holistically understand what your internal spend is and what your external spend is? And that comes with, with the balance of challenges and how do you then introduce the technology to then have that, that overview, right? And so with that being said, the pressures really are three prongs. You have the, the internal staff that you need to hire and retain, and that comes with internal operational procedures. You have the contingent labor that you now need to consider be a part of your overall labor pool, which hasn't been the case in the past. And, and third is how do you have a holistic view on managing that operation to keep the cost down? So those three things have to come together in order for the organization to be able not only to provide good care, but to stay ahead of the curve at all times. Great. Now, as you mentioned, this has been a long time problem or challenge staffing, but retention has clearly become more critical. How is this affecting the tactics organizations use to retain staff in the face of such high turnover rates? Absolutely. So when people had a taste of being a part of the contingent labor pool, they realized that can, they can be more in control of their own destiny when it comes to full-time employment. So now when they join the organization, their requirements for full-time positions and their pay are different than they used to be. Now they require flexibility in their schedule. They're required to have an upper hand in selecting when they're going to work. They now require to have the ability to work partial shifts, which used to not be a common threat. They now want to have their pay the same day as they were. And they want to have the sense of belonging at the same time. So when you look at their needs and demands as they sit today, they're very different than what it used to be a few years ago. 
And that is the landscape change, but it's also a shift in paradigm in which nursing homes operate because they internally have to adjust to these new needs. And some of it is, believe it or not, are not common practices for any of this um, administration of the facilities. Because in, in the past, they used to think in full shift terms, and they thought about people getting paid once a week or once every two weeks. So how are they going to get around it? How are they going to implement these processes to actually hang on to their staff? And we all know this is like we started saying earlier, this is a difficult industry to be to be in. You provide care to the elderly population on a daily basis. So you really have to have, have your heart and soul in it. Otherwise, it's really difficult to do. So these nurses that come in, they are committed to providing good care and they want to be there. That's the key. But they don't want to be undercompensated because they're not a part of the contingent labor pool, but they actually go for full time. So understanding all the shifts in, in, in dynamics in, uh, in, in their needs and demands and being able to solve it again through technology um, is, a huge, is a huge piece today for the organizations. Absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. So let's talk some specifics and maybe the listeners can pick up a few pointers here too. What strategies are organizations using to recruit and retain talent in long-term care, especially considering the changes from 2021 to now? So certainly, organizations that are looking at new strategies in two ways. Process is one, and technology is another one. Status quo is no longer an option for any of the organization. They have to rethink what they do, not only to be able to make money, but to stay afloat and to stay ahead of the curve. So one thing, they're reevaluating how they can attract talent. Sign-up bonuses, bonuses for performance. Higher pay as one. Centralization of scheduling. Upskilling the scheduling roles. Thinking about how to align the schedulers with the company goals and understanding how to provide the, uh, the financial package behind it that aligns on those goals. Flexibility and shifts in hours. How do you structure now your pool of people where you really consider internal pool, external pool, and give people the flexibility. You can't do it through a manual way. Communication with your staff is key. You want to be able to offer those people shifts at the last minute. You want to give, give them an ability to pick up a shift when they need, to swap a shift when they need, or to decline a shift if they cannot make it at a certain point. And you need to be able to do this in a very dynamic, real-time way. And how can you do that? You can only do that through technology. You can do that through pushing notification, through being able to communicate with your staff. Majority of the organizations in post-acute do not operate in a true corporate environment. So you have these hourly employees that do not have corporate email account, and there is no company-wide communication that comes into that. So you have to establish vehicles for communication to do that. And the way to do that is really through the um, through technology again, through the ability to communicate to their smartphones, through notifications, through messaging, and give them an opportunity to pick up those shifts and give them an opportunity to manage to their scheduling needs. And um, I, I think what's also important to highlight that while all of this migration is happening in the industry, people actually still like to have the sense of belonging to the organization. They still like the feeling that they work for an organization that provides care to the elderly. 
And to accomplish that, if you embed them into your um, technical infrastructure and you give them the ability to communicate with you, they certainly feel like they're a part of the pool of people that work for the organization versus being somewhere on an island the way it used to be. Last but not least, which I would like to highlight is the flex pay. This has become more of a common topic as people understood that when you work for the contingent labor agency, you can get paid the same day you performed your hours. And now the organizations are looking to employ the same capabilities. And again, through the, through the technology, be able to offer that flexible pay to the employees that, that come into work where they can get advanced wages before their pay date and they can manage their own cash flow and the outgoing expenses on their own timing. So these are some of the techniques that the organizations are looking for. But if you take a step back and think about what is that telling us? Well, what that's telling us is that we're creating a world of a worker and getting away from a definition of a full-time employee, a partial employee. We look at everybody through the same lens of the worker. And the worker is a person who comes in to perform their responsibilities, part-time, full-time, contingent, makes no difference. They all come in to accomplish the same goal. And I think the more the organization try to structure their pools of um, resources, understanding that their multi-pronged um, approach to their staffing, the better off they're going to be. I'm really curious, how are new scheduling models like float pools and centralized staffing helping organizations address staffing shortages and maintain quality of care? Yeah, so that's a great question, Jim, because the, there is a... Um, I don't want to say it's a myth because it's really not. There is truth to that, but I think it's the truth that can be altered somewhat in the future. And again, with the help of technology. So in the past, when you have contingent labor involved, it was far and few in between. If you look at the statistics, the average spend for uh, contingent labor was under 4%. So uh, out of the total 100% of staff, under 4% were through contingent labor, 96% were through full-time employees. In the COVID world and the post-COVID world, those percentages have shifted as far as 15% of contingent labor. So clearly there is a major shift in how the care is provided. Now we're slightly coming back to normalcy, but that normalcy is a new norm. It's not the old normal 4%. We're scratching the surface of the 9 to 11%, but it seems to be that that's where we're going to be hovering over for the years to come. So then what do you do? Instead of waiting for when you're going to go down to 4%, you're going to accept the reality and say, I'm going to be operating on a 9% of contingent labor. How do I tackle that challenge? And so you get creative with how you, create, you, you structure your staff where you have representatives of every pool. So you have the full-time employees that are willing to work full shifts and be there on, on a regular rotation schedule. You have external agencies that are willing to provide contingent labor. And then there is a newer concept of the float, which is basically what's called an internal agency. Organizations create a pool of people within the organization that provides the contingent labor on as-needed basis, but are not there every day for, for every shift assigned. So again, organizations continue to become more and more creative, but that introduces new complexity. How do you manage all of that without the technology? It's really becoming more and more difficult unless you, you use technology in your organization 
for two reasons. One is you not only planning for how you're going to do it, but you can anticipate what that's going to mean from a cost perspective, structure perspective, and organizational standpoint. If you don't do that, you, you're really going to be constantly reacting as opposed to being proactive in the ways that you need to manage this. Okay, that brings up a, a good question then in line of thought. So how is technology assisting long-term care organizations in transitioning from reactive to proactive workforce management? And what benefits does integrated technology offer compared to multiple vendors? That is a great question because as you noticed in every question you asked me, part of the answer was in technology. Right. And the reason for that is nowadays it's so difficult for us in any industry to imagine our lives without technology. And post-acute is no different. Yes, they may be lagging slightly behind, but with all the pressures of the market, they're becoming more and more current. And they understand and realize more and more that without it, they're going to be handicapped and really um, be hard pressed to see their future and how they can not only sustain, but flourish under the all of the pressing new demands. So when, when they, you live in the reactive mode and you do things manually and you don't realize that there are certain technologies that can really help you, you don't gather the data in a proper way and format, you become almost handicapped when a difficult situation arises because you cannot understand your own state of affairs or your own situational analysis. Moving with technology the key to success is being proactive, is understanding the state of the business today, but more importantly, understanding based on the trends that you gather, where you're headed, how are you going to control your future, how you can influence the future of your organization. And you can do it in so many different ways, but what's key here to understand, there are many technologies to select from, but how do you pick the right technology and who is your right technology partner? And the answer is actually pretty simple. A technology partner that's built a solution or a platform or a set of solutions specifically designed for this industry is the answer. Because you can pick a good technology solution that doesn't have much understanding about post-acute in particular. Guess what's going to happen? They're really not going to solve it for you. They're going to take a generic approach to your specific challenges, and that's not going to be very helpful. So picking the right partner, and that's why I use carefully the word technology partner as opposed to a vendor, that's where the big difference is. A technology partner is a subject matter expert who understands the challenges of a particular industry, who understands the day-to-day -day hardships of post-acute and really help you radically simplify your day-to-day -day operations and how they turn the organization into a thriving organization from, from a surviving organization. There you have it, folks. Really, actually quite inspirational. Just great perspective, uh, great proactive perspective on how to improve staffing and boost long-term care workforces. Really can't think of more vital topics above those. We've been speaking with Marina Aslanian of SmartLinks. Thank you very much again, Marina. And thank you for listening to this edition of McKnight's Long-Term Care News Market Leaders Podcast. We look forward to seeing you again. For McKnight's, I'm Jim Berklin, wishing you good health and outstanding days ahead. Mm -hmm.